This is episode 530 on the 6th of June 2022. Let's start this episode by reviewing the movie Top Gun Maverick Part 2. When if you look at the movie from a general standpoint of view, it's what to expect from a uh, Tom Cruise kind of movie though we won't go into details about the actor it's one of those action packed adrenaline fueled movie just as you would expect what does it mean well not too many action scenes but the way the story revolved around fighter pilots and their mission to eliminate a target bringing in the aspects of war do not exactly war the mission the relationship of the recruits with their trainer and then of course the passing of generations that is the character of Pete Maverick was the common link the bridge between the old and the new the creators tried to keep the emotionality of the movie in check of course the whole purpose of the movie was to make sure that those who had seen the first movie would be wrapped in nostalgia on seeing that the movie was finally produced after a gap of 3 and a half decades that was the most important part keeping in with the newer characters who came in and also keeping in line with the older characters who were part of the previous movie trying to bridge the gap and the common individual between both was Maverick and as the movie progressed we learned that the character of Maverick did not change he is not a connoisseur of observing the laws he goes beyond what is permitted in the law book or in the book of whichever profession he was in in this case a navy pilot he did not see himself as a trainer but rather as someone who would lead by example and by the time the movie came to its conclusion remember this by the time the movie came to its conclusion he manipulated his seniors to making him one of the leaders when they would go and destroy the target they were told to destroy and then interesting thing in this movie was how the old and new were gelled together though there were some instances where the older characters had some memories which were not good were not memories which should have been forgotten but that was the beauty of this movie could we call it a male centric movie well those who want to 
can but that wasn't the point nostalgia was an important theme of the movie another important theme which went by slightly unnoticed was of course the use of fighter jets the use of whether the fighter jets the characters actually used the plane to train whether they were actually flying the plane or whether it was used in a cgi environment well i leave that to the viewers decide whether it was real or partly real or fully cgi but that wasn't the point of course when a movie is coming after 36 years after its more popular part 1 the expectation the questions are are we expecting it to be on the level of the previous movie which had enticed the world and of course 36 years means a long time either the characters in that movie a part of the story had passed away they had moved on they had retired or when they returned back to home as one would like to call it in in this instance they were now at least 25 to 30 years older to the current generation so the generation gap came into play but the writers did not focus on that or did not explicitly let it be known so how do i look at this movie well it's a action packed movie with the passing of generation which means there may not be a top gun maverick part 3 because it's not required required if the story had to end here the writers made sure that whatever were the issues between the older generation the newer generation and whatever was the things that needed to be resolved were resolved in this very movie whether it was old issues which were to be fulfilled or whether there was some romance left between two characters it was all done smartly by the writers without making it explicit yet making sure that the readers understood the viewers understood what was the main purpose of the movie an interesting movie if you're looking for an overwhelming nostalgia you will not find it if you're looking for romance you will not find it explicitly if you're looking for action you will find it but it may not be the kind of action you were looking for so it's a good combination of a bit of nostalgia a bit of overwhelming romance and the action packed side of things let's move on to another interesting subject now a former coach of the indian team said that there is no need to have a 20 over tournament that is the private tournament between countries because no one remembers it it's it just wastes time it just takes away precious recovery time for most athletes that was his main point but then and then the question is which has been floating around in pped media that is print pseudo electronic and digital media is that too much of one sport being played with reference to the 75 matches that were played between a 
between March and May as far as the national T20 Cup was concerned. Do we have too many matches? Well, that's a subjective assessment. I don't think we have too many matches. I just think that now media thinks that they have a skin in the game. So they try to make sure that whatever matches are scheduled and are televised or are in a non-televised manner, they are talked about. Well, there are a lot of matches happening. Do you know that even the USA is battling and playing qualifying matches so that they can qualify for 50 over World Cups and 20 over World Cups in the coming years? But the Indian media does not publish that side of things. So it always shows selective bias. In fact, today's newspaper was all about Nadal. Aren't we overcooked with Nadal and Djokovic? We keep on saying there's too much of one sport. Yes, there is. There's too much of tennis. There's too much of conversation around tennis. Aren't we overcooked with Nadal? Everyone knows individuals like Nadal and Djokovic and Federer and their female contemporaries always manipulate their way into the finals and of course with Nadal winning more than 20 Grand Slams and then of course the obsession around clay courts and grass courts and artificial courts and how each one brings about a different side of the tennis player. Nadal walked from the semi-final to the final when his opponent was injured. He then always had emotions, individuals on his side when he went against his opponent. Do we even know his, who his opponent was? No, no one knows. I know because it was of, of course being talked about. I did not watch the match because it would be the same old thing of throwing the ball from one side to the other. There's nothing special about that. And of course, at 36, he is the oldest player. At 36, he may as well be 63 years old. So is that too much of one sport? When it shows the attitude of the Indian media, how they are obsessed with foreign tournaments, which fine, you can, you can talk about them, but don't give them a first page. In fact, don't give them 75% of the space. You could have talked about how India won the Hockey Fives inaugural tournament that should have been on the first page in the main newspaper and on the first page of the sports session. But what happens? Nadal's news is all over the place. In fact, everyone will say, wow, Nadal, the greatest player ever. He defeats an unknown adversary or someone who was never standing a chance against him. It's I'm a little annoyed as to how right now it's not over. The tennis schedule is not over. A few months later and the Wimbledon starts. And once again, that will be a grass court side of things. Will all the individuals involved in this tournament take part there? They may. Unless they feel they are injured or not feeling well or they need to take a break. That will be between the players and their physios and their team management. But you might see a few individuals who are young, energetic, who want to prove themselves, who want to get out of this shadow or this eclipse which is formed by Nadal, which I think has gone beyond a certain point. Can't we talk about 
individuals who will take the sport into the next 20 years everyone knows about nadal he's been manipulating and winning championship for the past 18 years and yes he's won over 20 well sometimes even the referee will give you decisions in your favor you never know what will happen it will when you in of course when nadal made his debut 20 years ago we did not take him seriously 20 years later we put him on the king's throne but if he loses his next few championships we may cut the legs of the throne and it will be the fall of the mighty so you never know how we may propel nadal and push him on the throne but at the same time as we have done with a certain individual from a certain sport from a certain country who needed me named the legs of the chair will be cut off and how the mighty will fall but let's move on to something different even if there's a certain too much of a certain sport it's still less than the obsession around tennis which doesn't have one indian singles player even making it to the qualifying stages forget the semi finals can they even make it to the quarter finals can they go beyond the league stage all we have is a couple of doubles matches happening and we are proud of that but i am not proud of that why don't we have indian players as a part of this tournament and also why don't we promote an indian player even if he is not likely to win even if we know that nadal will somehow manipulate his way into winning championships because that's what you do when you reach a stage you can manipulate everyone the organizers the referee all you have to do is do something which is unsavory and yet you will get decisions in your favor because when you have spent 17 years in the squared circle you are immortal and that's what they have been trying to prove as far as nadal is concerned but let's move on so the india south africa 20 over tournament begins from next begins this thursday in fact and the players were selected a few players were rested or would directly take a flight to london and play that test match and other tournaments so the players who were selected who will compete against south africa and the question is will this young team be able to come up against a song strong south african side whose players spent the past 60 days in india playing 15 matches and making sure that they had the cerebrality to make sure that they are in the game how will the likes of miller and rabada after wearing the jerseys of gujarat and punjab respectively change their tact and now become players for south africa will they have the same amount of responsibility will they be able to do what they did for their domestic teams i don't know do you know even you don't know but what could be the team for this thursday's match well i have selected a team it's not on any fantasy application it's my own real team it will not it it's possible that this may not be the team that will eventually be chosen by the team management and the captain but I have the right to select a team at least the 11 players from the 15 available those who missed out I'll put them in the next match so this is my team 
Rahul is the captain, so he has to play unless he's injured or something. And then comes the question, who should open with him? Well, there's Ishan Kishan, there's Rituraj Koyakwot, and there are a couple of other individuals who can open, but I'll bite the dust and I'll say I'll open with Venkatesh Ayer because for me, he comes in as the all-rounder with number three vacant. I'll put Shreyas Ayer over there and then I'll do another punt by putting Hardik Pandya at number four. The role everyone says he performed with Elan for his domestic team. Of course, there'll be controversies with Pandey at four because there are so many other individuals who can do the job, who are more pedigreed and talented. Well, maybe, but it's my team. I can put any 11 together out of the given 15 and this is my team and I don't have to justify it. As far as the wicketkeeper is concerned, I'll go with Rishabh Pant for this match and then I'll have Dinesh Karthik because of the experience part and then the all-rounders in Aksar Patel and Bhubaneshwar Kumar along with Ravi Bishnoi as a spinner in place of Kuldeep or Chahal and of course another controversial moment but this is not the team chosen by the team management this is my team this is my fantasy real team it's not on any application this doesn't affect the planning of the Indian team just for fun have I selected a group of 11 players and I think it's a combination of new and veterans veterans in let's say Rahul and Bhumneshwar Kumar I would still count I wouldn't go as far as to say that Hardik Pandya comes in the veterans category right now he's somewhere between veterans and new so he's in that middle phase so let's not go there Rahul probably veteran but still a lot of time for him to develop his skills and then when Gadesh Ayer has played enough matches but veteran is too long a phrase Rishabh Pant let's talk about this individual he was criticized for his captaincy in the match against Bombay which Delhi lost which they had to win to qualify for the semi-finals of course the catch drop the review not being taken he was heavily criticized and then ironically a player who is now retired and now claims to be in the pseudo expert category said that don't expect Bishop Pan to be the anchor role which means don't expect him to come at 18 for 3 and guide the team to 300 for 3 or somewhere like that he's so this individual whose name shall not be taken I'll let you guess who this individual is say that Rishabh Pant is not the responsible kind of player he's not going to play tuk-tuk he's going to play slam bang he's not going to be that individual who guides the other players who did it before in short he is not going to do what Dhoni did in his latter part of his career. We didn't know Dhoni would do that. Dhoni was also seen as a slam, bang, six hitting guy. But as he grew up, as he matured in the profession, as he became a veteran of the sport, he changed his tactic. So why can't we expect that from Pant? I think criticizing him for his captaincy for a domestic game is slightly going a steps too far a notch too far as i said it it was it worked for pandya a bit of luck 
so i wouldn't really see that as something special but that's the point who will be the next captain we'll discuss that on a later date let's not get into that discussion right now so for me pun can he do can he be that individual who doesn't play slam bang all the time can we not stereotype him into that slam bang kind of a role well that depends on him and the discussion he has with the team management but that 24 and a half you don't think too much well you become savvy over time you understand that exploding as an individual when you're unhappy with situations over time will not work and once upon a time we did not think dhoni would do what dhoni would do and now dhoni find himself in the hall of fame so let's give this individual another decade if he could give tendulkar two and a half decades drop it almost 20 years so why not be a little understanding i won't say patient just give him time yes he's been there for the past two and a half three years and we haven't seen him hit a century in the 50 over format but i can give a lot of examples so let's not get into that unnecessary debate which has no substance so can pant do exactly what this former player is saying he cannot do ironically that former player also came in as slam bang kind of a player he continued his slam bang attitude for a major part of his career till He's his nervous. retirement or uh, outstar from the team there were also moments when he made sure that he will not hit every ball for a six and be smart enough to make sure that he helps the other team members get to a decent score so you're on so when this player say that rishapant is not going to evolve into that you're basically criticizing yourself whoever that whoever that former player is i can give a lot of examples but let's not get into that so at 5 it's pant at 6 it's dinesh karthik should he be have in the team well after performing decently in the 20 over competition he was inducted will he be a part of the world cup no one knows and then all-rounders and akshar patel with no kunal pandya and no ravindra jadeja available akshar patel comes in as my all-rounder along with bhuneshwar kumar as my semi all-rounder and then there was a choice between bishnoi kuldeep and chahal i go with bishnoi because we all know what kuldeep and chahal do so let's not get them too much into the game and then arshdeep singh as one of the fast bowlers in fact two debutants i'll put them in the first match immediately i will not make them wait whether they go for 14 runs in four overs or four for 14 in four overs it's on them umran malik the obsession continues bowling at nearly 160 kilometers per hour well i'm not excited because i don't really think that the speed gun is accurate so 157 could have been 137 but just to get the emotional juices flowing it was shown as 157 we don't know we are going by the speed gun well the speed gun can show anything it can show 180 also it can show a guy who who bowls fast bowling at 125 so it can be deceptive and we get carried away by that and there is nothing to be done 
and now comes the question who defines a rockstar player who is a rockstar player well in professional wrestling despite having a good crop of talented wrestlers we still want to go back into time which is not possible and be obsessed with the older players who spent over 10 to 15 years in the profession in which triple h is a recently retiree so is goldberg and undertaker with lesnar and john cena taking breaks and involving themselves in other business so i read an article or just a portion of the article that gujarat won not on the bank of having a marquee player what defines a marquee player who is the big gun i don't know who is a big gun in these situations there are no rockstar players there are no players without pedigrees everyone is the same if you are a part of a sports team or any team there are no big people and there are no not so big people there are no established names and there are no emerging names eventually the established names have to give way to emerging names who if they spend enough time and they contribute will become established names so the, well gujarat had a couple of decent players rahul tevatia for example he's been a part of this tournament since 2016 or even before but he was only noticed in 2020 after he won the match for i suppose rajasthan yes for rajasthan he has been doing it for so long but nobody noticed him nobody took him seriously yuzvinder chahal made his debut in 20 in fact in 20, around 2010 2011 but he was noticed for the first time in 2015 2016 so the first 5 years for chahal for atwatia for even a rahul trapathi were in the shadows of not being taken seriously so they were already there devatia had already established himself just because right now he is able to contribute with the bat and other things he is now a rockstar player or could be a rockstar player there are so many players who made their debut so long ago but they were not noticed because why they were 19 year old kids shreya sair made his debut in 2014 i am mayank agarwal made his debut in 2011 but ayer agarwal were individuals he brushed past okay they are there but they are not that important and were only noticed around 2017 2018 so it's our attitude how we look at players how we see that he made his debut right now but he's been in the shadows and not a regular part of the team which does piss me off but that's the way things are
So this ends episode number 530 on the 6th of June 2022. Stay tuned for the next episode on the 8th of June 2022 with episode number 531.